I like to joke that Grand Canyon is not the biggest canyon, it's just the best. I it's love that it. only place where you find kind of the combination of the width and the length and the volume, mm -hmm. the colors and the rocks, and again, kind of the age, that makes this place not just a canyon, but the grand canyon. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are going to be diving into the beautiful lands of the Grand Canyon. Now, I know this is not an off-the-beaten-path experience, but I do think it's an experience you should have. And I had never seen the Grand Canyon until about a few weeks ago. We decided to take a trip to Arizona and New Mexico with the goal of seeing the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. Check don't worry, there'll be an upcoming episode on that. And I've always wanted to see the Grand Canyon, and I thought it would be super cool to go see the Grand Canyon at, at around sunset time. And it was fall. It was simply stunning. We decided to stay the night in Grand Canyon Village, uh, which is only a few miles away from one of the main entrances. And it was very easy. We actually arrived in the afternoon into the Grand Canyon Village area and there was no one around. I thought it was a ghost town. And we're like, where is everybody? No, everybody was staring at the Grand Canyon and and the Grand Canyon was, was very full of people. And so we, we drove up, we paid our $35 to get in, which that permit is good for about eight days. And we drove right up to the main visitor center. And that's where we learned there was a free bus system available once you're in the park and have paid your dues. And we learned about the different lines that you could go on. If you don't have a lot of time, maybe two or two and a half hours uh, you could get on the orange line which is very scenic um, we decided to hop on uh, the red line that late afternoon early evening to capture some scenic points and get some views of the Colorado River coming through and and so we hopped on this red bus line and it was really interesting because it would stop at different scenic points. You could get out, take your photos and then just come back up to the bus stop and wait for another bus. And it would keep on taking you along the route. And then there's certain points where you can take the route back um, to get back to the center. And we actually had to take a blue line to get to the red line and then... And we were on the red line for a little bit and then we'd get back on the blue line and then back to our car. Uh, but the red line I thought was absolutely stunning. Uh, but the orange line is also uh, a very highly regarded as well. It's an easy way to see the Grand Canyon um, because you don't have to worry about where you're stopping. It will just bring you right where you need. Um, also, the Grand Canyon has very uh, many accessible um, ways of seeing it if you're a wheelchair user and the thing is I feel like everyone should go experience a Grand Canyon because when you sit there and stare at the vastness of this canyon it really puts everything into perspective it's just that feeling of just staring into this canyon and the colors and the 
vastness and how amazing it is. It's breathtaking. It is simply breathtaking. And I feel like everyone should be taken out of their normal schedule of, of what's going on in life and take a moment to stare at how amazing and beautiful this world is. And that's the Green Canyon. It is. Oh, my gosh. It, I'm even having trouble describing it here on an audio podcast. And there's many different ways to see the Grand Canyon. You can hike down um, and get a permit and spend the night. Um, there's people who raft the Grand Canyon. And we are going to do an episode on that. Don't worry. And you could take a helicopter and check out the Grand Canyon. Uh, we we had many travel plans. We decided just to do the $35 for the car and check it out using the free bus system. And I was traveling with my husband and four-year-old, and it was a very nice way to do things. But if you do want to hike the Grand Canyon, do know it is optional to hike down, but it is not optional to hike back up. So just keep that in mind if if you want to venture out uh, make sure you know what you're getting into. But the bus system is a lovely, lovely way to see it. Uh, we didn't go out on on the skywalk. You've got to pay for that. And we're cheap sometimes. And we just we really just wanted to see and experience the canyon. And we spent the night in Grand Canyon Village. And then we went back the next day. And, and we went to... Uh, a really cool part. Um, and the next day we just drove to this one lookout called Yava Pie Point. And the geology museum is located there. There's a little gift shop inside. There's bathrooms near the parking lot. It's it's a nice little stop if you are just going to drive in with your car. And and that's where the, the science behind the Grand Canyon really came to life for me. And I am by no means an expert or scientist or geologist, uh, but I did find an expert there by the name of Ty. And he knows his stuff. He is a ranger at the Grand Canyon. And uh, we had a little chat right in front of the Grand Canyon just a few weeks ago. I hope you enjoy. So we are here at Yava Pai Point, uh, which is where the geology uh, museum is here at the Grand Canyon. Do it. Okay. So how do you say your name? Ty Karlovitz. Karlovitz. Yes. Ty Karlovitz. And what what's your occupation here? I am a park ranger uh, with the Division of Interpretation mm -hmm. at Grand Canyon. Uh, so my job is basically to talk to the visitors. Uh, I staff the visitor center, I give ranger programs, I walk the edge of the canyon to answer questions and provide help, uh, kind of be that face of the park. Hmm. How long have you been doing that? With the National Park Service for about 13 years. Wow. Um, bounced around quite a bit as a seasonal for the first few years that I worked. I've been here at Grand Canyon for about nine years now. Wow. So. Wow. Does it, does it ever get old? No. 
I like to say that the canyon I see is probably not the canyon that a first-time visitor sees to the park. And uh -huh. I've been here long enough to see a lot of the subtle differences, the little ins and outs that your brain honestly just doesn't process the first time you see the canyon. It's mm -hmm. too big for that. Mm -hmm. It takes time. It takes the shifting season. It takes uh, the shadows and the play of light um, to really kind of start to see all those little nuances to the canyon. Uh, and I will say, being here season after season, you know, in the summer and the spring and the fall and the winter and everything else, is I get to see a lot of different faces to the canyon. I get to see it covered by snow. I get to see it in a monsoon as the rains dump down on it. And see it in bright, clear days. And everybody's got its own little face. Now, what makes this viewpoint so special? Well, Yavapai Point is one of many great views of the canyon where you can stand on the edge of the south rim and, and see just a huge expanse. You know, as we look east, uh, we can see about 30 miles or so. We look west. Uh, out towards the Eucharet Mountains, because those hazy blue mountains on the horizon, those are about 60 to 90 miles away. So we get this great visual range. But this particular point was developed because of its geology. When we stand here on the edge and we look out, this is actually a great spot to see all the kind of main geologic features of the canyon. We can see uh, the horizontal Paleozoic layers of the canyon. We can see the Colorado River down below bottom. We can see those kind of old basement rocks. Um, but we can also see some of those missing layers. This okay. geologic story of the Grand Canyon, I won't bore you with because that's a week-long lecture. <laughs> but there's a lot of missing bits and pieces of it. It's a place where erosion and deposition and all those geologic forces have been working for a really long time. And in this spot, we actually get to see a lot of those missing bits and pieces that aren't always evident mm -hmm. when we walk along the edge of the canyon. Mm. So what's one of your favorite parts of the geology of the Grand Canyon? One of the things I think that continually blows my mind, even after nine years, is to think about just how old these rocks are. When we look at the youngest layer of Grand Canyon, the rocks that we're actually standing on top of right now, here at the top of the canyon, these are about 265 million years. Wow. The wow. part that blows my mind is that these are our youngest rocks are about 30 million years older than the oldest known dinosaur. So as a kid growing up, you know, the dinosaurs were the oldest things out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And everything that happened at Grand Canyon, the 5,000 feet of geologic time and rocks and layers that are exhibited here, mm -hmm. all happened before the dinosaurs. All of the fossils, all the things that lived and died, all happened before the dinosaurs. Pretty absolutely incredible it blows my mind <laughs> it blows my mind wow absolutely wow and and we see the colorado river and mm -hmm. it's helped carve out the grand canyon um but what are some of those other monumental moments um that made the grand canyon what it is today sure the Grand Canyon was kind of formed in three big stages. Mm -hmm. The river is the most recent of those. It's that main carver, kind of what instigated, uh, in a lot of ways, the erosional phase of the canyon, where basically all of the rock is being carved and stripped away mm -hmm. and made into the canyon itself. Mm -hmm. But long before that happened, we had to have a couple things in place, and that's the rock layers themselves. Um, down at the very bottom of the canyon, one of the reasons, reasons that this area kind of is nice and flat and gives us these kind of great layers is that down at the bottom, we have uh, a lot of metamorphic and kind of igneous rocks. Mm -hmm. These rocks formed when a very ancient proto-North America uh, was colliding with kind of an, a pre-oceanic plate. So we're talking a lot of fun tectonic stuff, but these plates 
kind of crashed together and created a, like this nice hard basement area. So we got kind of this nice platter uh-huh. at the bottom of the canyon. Most of the layers formed under fairly typical geologic processes. The deposition of sand and mud and silt from kind of ocean environments. These stacked on top of that hard platter. Mm-hmm. Right? Eventually, we went through kind of another collision phase where North America crashed into what we call the Farlong Plate. Mm-hmm. This is a f- did something a little bit different. Normally, when you have a continental plate interacting with an oceanic plate, you get a subduction boundary where the oceanic plate, which is denser and heavier, kind of dives into the earth. It melts, it creates volcanoes, it generates a lot of earthquakes. Mm-hmm. This is basically what we see happening right now on our west coast. Mm-hmm. But about 70 million years ago, when these two plates collided, that oceanic plate basically just kind of slipped up underneath North America. Mm-hmm. So rather than diving down and doing that whole volcano mountain building process, it slid along the bottom of our continent and started pushing stuff up as the two plates slid underneath underneath and over each other. Wow. That hard plate, that base of all the Grand Canyon rocks kind of helped to preserve that flat layer. So rather than getting all jumbled up, that plate slid along and that hard kind of base layer of metamorphic and igneous rocks lifted this area to this nice big flat plateau. So if we didn't have kind of those two events, that kind of hard base and then that one plate kind of doing something a little unusual, Uh we probably wouldn't have had the base for that river to carve such an amazing canyon. Simply astonishing. And has this happened in other places around the world? Well, I mean, there's lots of canyons Mm -hmm. all across the world. Right. Honestly, Grand Canyon is not the biggest canyon out there. Really? Yeah. If you travel around enough, you can find canyons that are a little bit wider, even deeper than what we see here at the Grand Canyon. I like to joke that Grand Canyon is not the biggest canyon. It's just the best. I love it. It's the only place where you find kind of the combination of the width and the length and the volume, Mm -hmm. the colors and the rocks, and again, kind of the age that makes this place not just a canyon, but the grand canyon. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things kind of coming in just right to create kind of this one-of-a-kind unique place. Um, You know, you go to those other places that are maybe wider, but they're not as deep or as long. Mm -hmm. You go to the places that are deeper, but it loses some of that perspective, and you know, it's not the same kind of canyon feel so this is just that right combination of all the different dimensions to make it really kind of something special so there's many different ways to see the grand canyon you you guys have a great bus system here that's taking you to different viewpoints the orange Mm -hmm. line the blue line the red line uh and then I've, I've even seen um, hikers uh, start to descend into the canyon. Have you hiked the canyon? There's so much that I haven't done, but I have done kind of that classic hike down to the bottom and back out a couple different times. Now, yes. How long does that take to do? Well, we generally recommend uh, as an overnight trip. I okay. would say most people of general fitness are probably going to make it down to the bottom in somewhere around four to six hours. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, depending on how much you're stopping to take pictures, how well you're doing on your knees, because mm-hmm. it is a pretty steep trail. Mm-hmm. The fun part's when you come back up. Yeah. And that generally takes about <laughs> twice as long. So a four to six hour hike in is probably going to be somewhere eight to 12 or plus hours on the way back up. So Got we it. always recommend folks go in and spend at least one night at the bottom uh-huh. before returning back out. This is definitely true in the summertime. One of the fun things about the canyon is that it's so deep, the bottom is actually hotter than the top. So if you go down to the bottom, it's about 20 degrees Fahrenheit, about 10 degrees Celsius, warmer at the base than what we feel on the rim. Wow. So in the summertime, it's 130, 140 degrees 
heat index yeah it's hot it cooks you <laughs> so you know in the summertime you basically hike at night you camp out during the day and then you probably hike back out again the next morning if you try to do all that in one day you're literally going to get baked and we're probably going to have to rescue you okay certain times of the year when temperature is a bit more moderate you know that might be you know it's going to change our game plan mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. for me personally i always recommend more time in the canyon than less because the more you spend the more you get to see the more you get to experience i love it so what would be the best time of year to hike the canyon? Well, your most popular time is probably going to be somewhere in October and November. Okay. We're cooling off a little bit. We're past the summer heat. We haven't gotten into the winter snows. Um, this is, with me, as a result, one of the hardest times to get a permit. Uh -huh. uh, and you do need a permit if you are camping overnight within the canyon. But mm -hmm. if you can get one, pretty nice temperatures, pretty great experience. Spring can be great, but it can also be highly variable. Due to our elevation, you can come here one day in the spring and it can be 60 and lovely. The next day it could be 20 degrees and snowing. Okay. So you got to come a little bit more prepared for a variety of temperatures if you do come in the springtime. Now what about sunsets? When is the best time to come to the Grand Canyon to to see an incredible sunset and where's your favorite sunset point? Ah, sunsets, for my money, I would say you want to come to what we call the monsoons. This is typically kind of July, August, maybe first part of September when Grand Canyon is most likely to be raining. Mm -hmm. Now, nice thing about our area is they're not all day rains. Mm -hmm. Morning's generally pretty nice. The storms kind of build up. They drop some great rain on us in the afternoon and then typically break apart. But those clouds that are left after the storm give you some really spectacular sunsets. You get these great clouds, the lights reflecting off of it, and you can get some pretty spectacular stuff. So for sunsets, I do kind of generally recommend the summertime is my first bet. Secondary can be kind of the heart of winter because, again, you get some of those winter storms and those snow. Mm -hmm. Those are more likely to give you all day and all night clouds, but when they break, the nice clouds, the snow in the canyon can be pretty spectacular. Mm. Wintertime, always recommend coming for a couple days just in case you get one day that's kind of a wash with the weather. Okay. Favorite point? Yeah. The Red Route does have a lot of great stuff, a lot of nice big open views with some great views of the river down at the bottom. Uh -huh. But I always like to say it's not where you're at, it's who you're with. So get a nice view that you like, hang out, and enjoy the vista. You're going to get something good. Oh, that's great advice. Now, what should you bring if visiting the Grand Canyon? Your camera. <laughs> your pictures won't do it justice but it's still nice to have take lots of pictures go back and review them at home otherwise one of the things to remember is that we are a desert uh with nice high elevation kind of tossed into that as well as no matter what time of year water is always a good thing to have probably the biggest thing that affects most of our visitors is some form of dehydration so making sure that you are well hydrated and that you are actually eating a lot of snacks when you come to the canyon you got to keep those energy levels up for all that exploration you're going to do i love it and uh, finally, any uh, recommendations for lodging um, for when coming to the Grand Canyon? Well, so big and varied, I can't really say too much on that. There's a lot of great options, though, both here inside the park on the South Rim and the North Rim, mm -hmm. and then some local areas nearby as well. So just south of the park is a small town of Tucson. Just north of us, there's things like Jacobs Lake and a couple little private-owned businesses on that main road. Lots of great options. Hard to pick just one. All right. And then any final tips for people coming to see the Grand Canyon? Relax and have a good time. This is one of those places that sometimes I think people visit because they're passing by the area. They're going to Vegas or Phoenix. You know, the canyon is one of those places where if you just sit and relax and enjoy the sun, watch the colors move, you'll get, you'll get paid back for your efforts and the time that you spend here. Uh, 
simply great advice. Truly, thank you, Ty. Uh, really appreciate it. And Absolutely. we're my pleasure. We're gonna go sit up here and take our time and soak up the views of the Grand Canyon. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. Uh, Please stay tuned for an episode about rafting the Grand Canyon. I'm really excited about this as I will be interviewing a, a Grand Canyon rafting guide. Yes. Uh, And that one will be recorded in the studio. The audio will be a little bit better. Uh, So thanks for for hanging in there for some off-site audio. We're still figuring out our microphones and that sort of thing. Truly, thank you for being a listener. If you're on Instagram, follow us on Experiences Podcast. If you want to see pictures and have more information, uh, go to experiencesyoushouldhave.com. Click on episodes. You can check out the show notes there. There'll be a nice report there. Everything you'd want to know. And if not, a link to resources that can help you out if you are planning a trip to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I now want to go back to the Grand Canyon in the summertime and hopefully see a crazy storm over the canyon. I think that'd be really cool. And maybe one day I'll bring myself up to hike down into the canyon, but I'm not so sure about that. Uh, But rafting it sounds fun. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time on experiences you should have.